This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The Home Depot's Holiday Gift Center has great gifts for any doer on your list and the best prices of the year just for you. On top-rated brands like DeWalt, Ryobi, Milwaukee, and Makita. Right now, the DeWalt Atomic Drill and Impact Combo Kit is just $149, normally $229. Order online for easy in-store pickup or delivery. The Holiday Gift Center, in-store and online. And Black Friday prices now through December. Gift giving improved. From the Home Depot, how doers get more done. U.S. only, Waspa's last C-Store for details. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of July 2nd. Happy Canada Day to everyone out there. Um, joining me on the podcast is Katie Heindel. Katie. Hey. <laughs> Happy Canada Day. Um, how are you celebrating Canada Day? I've been sitting beside a pool for most of the afternoon. It's pretty chill. Are you, are you like situated near Toronto or Southern Ontario? Yeah, I'm in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the pool I'm by is like, is like Toronto Scarborough fringes. It's a friend's pool. It's not my pool. <laughs> true. True. Um, yeah. So it's like disgustingly hot in Toronto this weekend and also the rest of this week. Um, but you know, despite that, Fred still decided to resign. That's going to be pretty much the main topic today. Um, first day for agency, Fred VanVleet signs with the Raptors. Uh, two-year, $17.5 million deal. Uh, Katie, I know you are a big fan of Fred. Um, just how happy are you as a Raptors fan that he's back? I'm so happy. I mean, I think more relieved than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I had, like, I had a feeling, you know, I was holding out hope that he was going to. Uh, he said, you know, he's a loyal guy. He wanted to come back. But you can't, you can never know until you know. So uh, I've, I've stopped. Yeah, I mean... It's it's also great for the Raptors, I think, just because, um, you know, it just he's such a nice success story. Like the fact that he was undrafted, um, came to the Raptors on like a summer, you know, camp invite for like 50k makes team. Um, there's so many point guards ahead of him. I mean, like there was Corey Joseph, Delon, you know, Kyle Lowry, obviously, and then he somehow, you know, despite all the odds, he becomes like the bench captain and. He's already a, a huge fan favorite. Hopefully, it doesn't go the same route as Norm in terms of that. But oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a good deal. Like, I think um, were you worried at all? Like, who were you worried about in terms of which teams might come in and and, and poach Fred from us? Um, I'm always a little bit worried about like the Raptors dumping grounds, like the Kings and the Magic. You never know. I feel like they're always sort of looking at like who they can get for. A bargain. Not that Fred was going to go for that. Uh, I thought, like seriously, he could, he might have been a good fit uh, in Denver. Um, they might come for him. Maybe the Nets. But I think, like, the he he definitely had like options. I don't know if this, those stories will come out later. Like, who was actually coming after him? Um, but yeah, like I think Fred is just like this quintessential sort of Raptors success story. Like in terms of just, like, this team that improved so much over the last season. And then you have this guy that was, like, leading, not just, like, leading the bench, but eventually came to really, I think, be representative of, like, the spirit of the team itself. I don't know if that's, like, extremely dramatic, but <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, and then who was just, like, a slept-on guy and now is just, like, you know, getting his. I think it's, like, a great deal. It's, like, a 
you know, 800% salary increase. It's great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the culture thing there, like, you know, more than anything else, that's what Fred does, which he's obviously very talented and stuff. But, like, it, the culture thing does matter. Like, I think he does really resonate with um, sort of the type of identity the Raptors want to make uh, here in Toronto. And, um, you know, like, he's kind of cut from the same cloth as, as DeMar, right? Like, super hardworking, no nonsense, um, and kind of just basically shows up to work every day. Like, that's one of his biggest attributes is that he's so consistent. Like, um, obviously he was in a contract year and everything, and he's still making his way in the league. But, like, he was probably, in terms of which Raptors, like, just gave an F about the game uh, each and every single night, mm-hmm. like, Fred is probably number one. And that that does matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, like, of course it was a contract year for him, but I don't think, like, he's one of those guys that was playing the way he did. I mean, he's always out to prove something, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in his case. And I think now, like, he's been given this vote of confidence. Like, they, we put, like, the money, you know, like, we put our trust in him and, like, money to back it up. So I think in a lot of ways he's probably just going to get so much better because he's got that trust and he knows he's got that confidence in him and, like, he knows he's coming back to a team and a city that loves him, you know? I think, like, this will probably be even an even better year for him. I know it's, like, I don't want to jinx it. We already said the, the, the Powell thing, so as long as he doesn't get, like, a GoDaddy endorsement, I'm sure yeah. he'll be fine. That has to be <laughs> written into the contract. <laughs> yeah, I hope he, his agent did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's a negotiating thing. I, if I were a free agent signing the Raptors, I'd be like, yo, I will sign that GoDaddy commercial unless you give me the money instead. And... Yeah. yeah, like look what happened to the last two guys. Is that in my best interest? Now I'm gonna find a better endorsement. Yeah, that curse is real, man. I mean, like look at Patrick Patterson. Totally, now. he's averaging like two <laughs> points a game. Bebe's didn't so get a qualifying hours. offer. I know. Oh man, I saw on uh, Fred did like his little Instagram post and like you know it will show the verified comments first. The first two I saw was like Patrick Patterson and Damari Carroll. I'm like, man, these guys must be so sour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, do you, okay, do you think there actually is more development in Fred, or do you feel like there is a chance that last year he was kind of playing a little bit over his head? I'm just being a little bit negative. I, I think it's definitely the former, but, um. Yeah. Um, I think, like, no, I think that, I think there is. I think they have to believe that there is. I think, I think, though, with Fred, the good, he, he definitely rises to the occasion, you know, like, he rises when it's stressful. He rises when he knows like a lot's on his shoulders. I don't like I it might be interesting this year to see like how he plays when he's a little bit more comfortable, you know, if like a different type of confidence comes out. So no, I don't think like he's he's by any means hit his ceiling. And I don't know that they would have signed him. I know two years is like not really that much, but it's like it does there is a lot of room for growth there. I mean there's also a lot of room it's safe if he doesn't. True. But uh I really do think he's going to just get better. Do you it think depends that, on the team that's built around him, though. That is true. Do you think, like, one day he could become a starter? Like, right now he's 24. Um, Kyle Lowry is one of the best point guards in the league still. Um, he's probably not going to start now. Um, but I don't know. Maybe next year if the Raptors move on from Kyle or maybe the year after if they move on from Kyle. Like, do you think Fred could step into that? Because the Raptors do, having signed him for this two-year deal, they will have his full bird rights afterwards, so they can't exceed mm-hmm. the cap and keep him and stuff. Um you know, could Fred one day be the starter here? I think we're going to see him start more this year just based on, like, what Nurse has said so far. Just, like, he wants to get a bit experimental in his rotations. He wants to start, like, he's probably going to play with, like, the starting lineup a little bit. Um, so I think this might be a good opportunity to get a sneak peek of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, though, I mean, like, as, as, a, as big of a believer in Fred as I am, obviously, I don't see him necessarily... I hope this is like not terrible to say, but I don't know that I see him in a starting position for this Raptors team specifically. Yeah, I, I think with Fred, like he'd really have to continue um, taking this Kyle Lowry like trajectory. Like mm-hmm. Lowry was the guy who was, you know, like a super sub for the Rockets, and he was pretty successful that way. He earned pretty much a contract very similar to Fred's. Um, and really, if you look at his game, like he probably, you know, weirdly enough, mostly resembles Kyle. But Kyle had to like you know, improve as a shooter tremendously, um, condition his body so that he was able to actually play long minutes without getting injured. And, um, you know, that takes a lot of work and it really does kind of defy the odds. And I think Fred would probably have to do the same thing if you were to have, 
um, that chance. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows what happens two years from now? The Raptors um, still maintain that three-year window uh, in terms of keeping the cap room open uh, for 2020. Currently, only one guy is under contract, which is Norm, uh, who mm-hmm. may or may not still be here at the start of next season. Um, you know, like, what do you think they're playing for? Do you feel like they're going to transition into giving these young guys an extension and sort of building going forward with that, or do you feel like they're trying to do this crazy free agency push? For this, for like this summer specifically? No, 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 for like 2020, like the year where they oh. only have like one contract on the book. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, it's what kind of makes me a bit nervous about. Uh, nurse taking the reins. I know, like, Masai is still the guy behind the scenes, but it doesn't make sense to me that... I know they, they see a lot of contracts expiring, like, it's pretty reasonable to think, like, maybe DeRozan goes, I don't know how many years, like, how long they'll keep Lowry around and, like, then what the supporting roster looks like. I don't know that they'll just, just do, like, a from-scratch rebuild. I don't know that they're going to push for, like... I think I think it's, like, kind of a catch-22 with Toronto always, because it's, like, you have to make the team appealing to bring big free agents here that want to actually play here and you can't just do that with like a clean slate you know true like big names aren't going to want to come unless they see like okay you've kind of like stacked you've stacked the team in my favor and i do think that's sort of what it seems like is happening in terms of like the nba last offseason this offseason like teams are looking to get stacked it's not just like one star anymore Mm -hmm. so i don't know i think they're gonna like Still keep, still keep like this young bench around and develop them because I think the Raptors were one of the, if not one of the first teams, I think one of the better teams in developing their like uh, the G League team, you know, sure. uh, and bringing those guys up because it's like it's pretty cost effective and, and it's like the best way to see players develop. Uh, so I think they'll keep doing that. The I do think we've kind of got an expiry. Depending on what happens this summer, I think we've got an expiry date at like the starting lineup as it is after the season yeah for sure um um yeah i think the dream target would be down the line to try to recruit Giannis, just because of Giannis and messiah's like close um, ties Mm -hmm. Uh, we know that messiah when he first got to the toronto in 2013 he really desperately tried to get into that draft uh and they couldn't get it done but um you know I could definitely see Masai chasing Giannis and based on like the connection they have. And if you're not familiar, like Masai, uh, like was working at a scout, um, basically like a decade ago. And Giannis was like a really promising prospect, um, in Nigeria with his family. And like Masai helped him, uh, and his entire family get visas to go to Greece to, for him to pursue his career. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I, I just, I know they have a close connection, so I think they will definitely try to, um, I mean, shit, he, he drafted Bruno with, like, the slight <laughs> hope that he could be Giannis, just because he resembled him. Um, so, like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, one, I think one sort of just elephant in the room in that conversation is, like, whether or not they keep DeRozan, uh, until then, or maybe even sign up to another deal after this. And if you're talking about stacking stars, like, Toronto's, you know, most recognizable stars tomorrow, undeniably. And, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe they move on from this summer. Maybe they move on from, um, going forward or maybe they just keep him. But, um, where do you stand with DeMar, especially this year? You know, I like up until this, like basically like right up until the season ended, I was like, he's definitely coming back, uh, next season. But like, I don't know if it's just been seeing what's kind of unfolding now, uh, in the off season and just like DeMar's gone kind of, quiet it seems like yeah we um, haven't heard from him at all not even like workout no, videos like nothing and what we have it seems like kind of dark and i know he's like he's got a lot on his plate like his family like he's got a lot he's got a lot going on in his personal life and i, I i'm always one for like i don't think there has to be a balance like i get it you're a professional athlete but like it can't eclipse your regular life and if you can't find a balance like you're not going to be playing well anyway so I guess, like, I, I'm not saying I believe it, but, like, like, you know, DeRozan eventually going back to L.A. isn't wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's this year because I think I think he probably still wants to play. He's, like, a pretty hard-headed and, like, determined guy, and I think the way that things ended this year, like, he's not happy about that probably, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably wants to play another good season with Kyle. I think, like, 
it must be kind of refreshing, like as much as like Casey was his guy, like going into a new season with a new coach, like that's always going to bring something new to the table. So I could see him staying, but again, like I think if he does, it might be the last year that we see him. True. Yeah, and that, um, and that would be pretty sad, yeah. honestly. Cause oh yeah, it's gonna be a huge bummer. I don't mean to say like I'm, I've like I'm accepted this fact. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like as impartial as possible, which is probably easier to say now because of the off season. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, the the Giannis thing though, to go back to that, that is very interesting because the, the more I think about him, he seems more and more a mismatch um, on the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you don't think Ursan Eliasova going to the Bucks is gonna help him stay? No, I don't. I think he's like a young star who, like, you know, he's, he knows his own worth. He knows, like, where he could go. I think that team, like, had a lot of potential, and I don't really know what happened to them this year. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm really just praying that Boonholzer is, like, um, really overrated and, um, you know, I that, think that he whole is overrated. <laughs> kinda, yeah, because, like, that Hawks team was just t- straight-up talented, and it was a really weak Eastern Conference when they won 60 games. Like, that that team had lots of good players. Um, yeah, I think he's just like you know. I'm very relieved we didn't get him because I think he's kind of like more of the same. He's like this old guard mm-hmm. style of coaches, and it doesn't really resonate with guys like uh, Giannis. Like, yeah, it's he. I don't. I couldn't see him responding to it, but see, yeah. he's no Nick Nurse, you know. <laughs> Nick Nurse is a kind of guy that can recruit someone <laughs> like Giannis, not not Buck. I don't know. I've got to see. Like, I'm unconvinced by Nurse. Nurse needs to like show me some magic in terms of like what he's capable of. What, what, do you like Nick? Like, what, what do you think about Nick Nurse? Because I feel like most people don't think anything at all about Nick Nurse. I guess, like, I don't know why, but I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just not sexy, man. I just, I don't know. I mean, he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, my mind is open. I'm like, okay, like, please convince me. Like, that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't have like a chip on my shoulder in that way. But a, a part of me is like, if you're gonna fire Casey. Why not take that opportunity to go in like a completely radical, different direction? Right. Like you just fired the coach. Like okay, let's truly start from scratch in that way. But then you got Nick Nurse, and it's like he's kind of. I know he's like not the same. I get it, but like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, he's like you know still kind of the same. Like it's still he's still going to be going from some of the old system. So I don't know. Maybe this would be like his time to shine truly. Did you see those? Um... Uh, Dwayne Casey won on, like, local radio here in Toronto, which, I mean, like, why are you doing that? Like, When did he do that? Like, recently? <laughs> yeah, he, he he made, like, two radio appearances this week. I think he went on TSN and also on Sportsnet. Uh, I think he went That's on... That's strange. It is strange. He's, especially, like, trolling us at this point. <laughs> exactly. Especially since he knew he was going to be asked about, like, what he thought about Toronto and, like, how he felt and basically, like, bait questions to say stuff about Toronto. And he kind of took the bait a little bit, you know? Like, he, he said, first off, he, like... He basically had no responsibility in the, the, the like, he, he felt like he did nothing wrong in, in, in the Cleveland series, which is like, come on, Dwayne. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying he yeah. was the only one that was wrong. Obviously, many people are wrong, but, like, you can't take nothing from that. And then he was also talking about Nick Nurse. He was just like, yeah, you know, um, we were all here. We all had ideas. Uh, so I, I just I just thought it was a little bit weird that he did a heel turn. Um but I, I think he just felt really excited about himself because, you know, he had one coach of the year. Um, and, you know, if you get a chance to be petty in life, you got to take it because that's, that's yeah, just how it like is in he's, 2018. He's feeling himself, obviously, a bit. And for good reason. Like, he can rub it in the, I guess, like, Ujiri's face a little bit if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's weird to be on two, like, local <laughs> Like, radio interviews also, like, very despo of those channels. Like, I'm sure they couldn't find anybody else. Or, sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nick Nurse is available. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Unless he's too Nick busy Nurse, prepping for Summer League. It's, Nick Nurse strikes me as someone who's always available. <laughs> he was available throughout this five-year time, and it, it, it paid off for him. Yeah, he just kind of sticks around. He's, like, one of those guys that's just always, like, waiting around, and, like, something will happen for him. Um, That's exactly what he know. is, actually. He's like the, he's like the, he like, he befriends a girl and then he just like becomes the best friend and just waits until she breaks up. And then you're just like, hey. Basically. I'm here. I was gonna say, like, the last person waiting around, like, in the club or the bar and the lights come on and you're like, oh, oh. who's here? Jeez. Nick Nurse. <laughs> that actually, guy I, in yeah. corner, Nick Nurse. <laughs> Poor Nick Nurse. I hope I hope he does a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think yeah, I think it, it's it's fine. Like I'm curious to see like 
who who else he does he have to, he's got to hire like a couple more assistants. But that's that's actually really sad because um, you know the first reports were like, hey, he wants to hire his good friend Chris Finch from the national team in Great Britain, and then the Pelicans were like, no, can't have Chris Finch. <laughs> Can't have him. It's and it's like oh, a couple more reports come out about like the former Cavs assistant Phil Handy and nothing came about there and like they wanted to hire like the Spanish national team coach and he's like no I'm good I'll just keep chilling here in in Spain it's way better than Toronto yeah. uh, and so now he gets Adrian Griffin who you know that's two first names yeah that is two first names again he's just like going for the guys that are left around. So he's he's hiring the Nick Nurses of assistant coaches. Yeah, he's like stacking the coaching uh, lineup with himself. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Nick. We'll see what happens with you. Um, oh, I, fi- I finally found the Casey quote. Okay. He said, uh, "Quote: Believe me, I was an open book, sponge to newness. I'm very flexible. <laughs> sponge to newness is crazy. That's that's. I don't know. Sometimes you're on, you're on you're on radio and." You have to say what comes to the top of your mind, but sponge to newness is 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 a, is a is a great line. I'm very flexible as far as that's concerned, and the connotation that I was hard headed and stuck in my ways is so far from the truth. Well, I mean, no, is it? It's not. Dwayne, like that, that is his coaching. Dwayne, that's your coaching style. Dwayne, your catchphrase was pound the rock. Come on. Yeah. <sighs> like I, no doubt he he improved so much as a coach this year, but. The, there is still something in the playoffs that, like, he just is so slow. He's like a huge shipping freighter. Like, he's so slow to turn, to pivot, and to, like, move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And once he's like, oh, wait, that might work. Let's try it. It's like four games after. Yeah. Or, like, we've already been swept. Well, he said also, uh, quote, um, if there's any coach on the staff that had suggestions, I went with them. It was never a situation where I didn't embrace new ideas, good ideas, Ideas that would help us win. Everybody had an opportunity to throw ideas on the table, and if they didn't, it's shame on them. Dwayne. Dwayne. What are you so doing, Dwayne? Effectively, in he he said nothing really about his own coaching style because all he said was he's a sponge to newness until a sponge to newness. Any suggestion that was thrown to him, so it all sounds actually pretty desperate and like he didn't really like stick with his guns in any sense. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne's going to do really well in Detroit. I'm actually pretty excited for him. I, there. I really hope so. I mean, um, you know, he has no point guards. He's no got shoot- an overhyped star. <laughs> no shooting guards. <laughs> no small forwards. <laughs> he's got uh, an angel and Andre Drummond, but that's about it. Um, okay. And then he's got the Kia man. That's Blake true. Griffin. <laughs> yeah, Blake Griffin, who's obviously very, very sad about being in Detroit instead of L.A so sad but yeah. that Clippers team now is just the weirdest team it's the weirdest team out it's just Boban and Gorton. That yeah that team is super weird and it, like it, I think now they're cool because of how weird they are who else is there nobody Gortat that only made it weirder yeah that's like that is like a buddy comedy those two yeah <laughs> um Okay, I think that's it for Raptors news for now. Um, we're gonna take a, let's take a quick break. We're gonna listen to our sponsor and we're gonna come back and take some sort of questions. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Still here with Katie. Um, you should definitely follow Katie um, if you don't already uh, and read everything Katie writes on Raptors Republic and also Vice. And I feel like I'm missing other places. Yeah, I just had something this week about uh, free agency for a real GM. Um, okay. But, you know, here and there, I'm just lurking around. Um, yeah, definitely. The summer vacations... Um, tracker. Oh yeah, is great. NBA summer vacation watch. <laughs> it's great because I'm like an I'm like an old man uh, on social media in terms of like I don't have like Instagram and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I don't really know what Patty Mills is doing and stuff, or what Joe Kim Noah is doing. And you don't think you want to know until you see what they're doing, yeah. and you see it all conveniently rounded up for you and then ranked. Yeah. <laughs> what is this latest one? What's your latest tweet? Is that Tyler Ennis? Which one? Oh, uh, from Summer Vacation Watch? No, 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 from just Horns in Heaven. 
Oh, no. That's when we re-signed Fred. That's Fred. That's Fred? That's Fred wearing a snorkel from earlier this summer. <laughs> That's when Fred took a vacation immediately after the Raptors were blown the fuck out. Fred. Fred went on vacation, as you should have. Fred, did you, how did you even have money for vacation? He saved it all up. This was at Wissaga Beach. <laughs> oh. There are other photos. It looks super tropical, though it could have just been in, like, Fort Lauderdale or something. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Fred. Wow, he doesn't... Oh, damn. I can't believe I said he looked like Tal that's, that's That's slander. That's, that's but. why I was like, excuse me? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's got a little bit of that Clay Thompson uh, smoky eyes, too. But, you know, do, do your thing. Do your thing. Enjoy life. <laughs> He's a bit more present than Clay's eyes, I think. I, yeah, he's, yeah, that's true. Um, who knows what Clay's doing right now? Probably eating snake in China. I think he's like in that. China. Yeah, he's in China. It's the worst time to go to China. It's like 40 degrees. Um, but he loves it's China Clay. He's coming. It's the only time his personality comes out. That's true. That's true. I hope he like becomes like uh, in a weird way like the Dennis Rodman to China. Um, <laughs> you know, hopefully there's not like a huge international conflict that he has to. Um, preside on but yeah you know like seriously mitigate i hope not <laughs> just like the fun parts of just like oh look clay thompson is having dinner with uh xi jinping and it's like oh cool all right um <laughs> anyway uh we have twitter questions thank you to everyone for sending them in um so far they don't look that negative which is actually pretty nice um so first one comes from rap fan shout out one of our most loyal if not the most loyal uh, listener, has the market been set at all? The McDermott, Urson, Rudy, Grant, and Barton deals surprised me, as it seemed like they were way above my expected. Uh, while Davis was below what's driving the market at the moment, so um, I don't know. Do you feel, do you have a good sense of the market so far? Like, what's the price for like a decent starter? What's the price for like a decent backup? And Things no, like I was actually just talking about this because one, I woke up today and the first thing I read was about Dougie McBuckets and I was like, this, this, today's gotta get a lot better because this is like the, this is the big trade that I'm reading about. Mm. Um, but like he got paid so much money, like not, I don't think what, no offense, but like I don't think what he's worth. Um, I think it's kind of a free for all. I don't think there's any, now that it's just like the same thing. This is how like, Bismack got his huge, like, Orlando paycheck. Like, I think it was, like, when the cap went up a little bit, wasn't it? So it's, like, I think it's the same thing. Now there's all this extra room, mm-hmm. and everyone's just getting paid. It's just, like, imaginary numbers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, every, I think every single year it's it's super weird. Um, I don't know why these teams decided to make the moves as quickly as they did, because, like, I feel like you could wait to sign... Trevor Ariza for fifteen million, absolutely, or um, something else that like a, a steal. Yeah, like um, I mean, I don't know. It's one thing if you want to sign like Ed Davis for four point four, like whatever. You 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 could do that. You still have cap room otherwise. But like, why did the Bucks sign Ursa Silva for again? Right after they had him in like two thousand and six, they had him as back as far back as two thousand and six, and they're signing him again. <laughs> it's it's truly um, a great love story between the two of them. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, McDermott. Like, you know, I, I actually, I think the East didn't really get much better yet. I mean, we'll see what LeBron decides to do, but like, mm-hmm. you know, so far it's looking alright for the Raptors because the Bucks didn't make any improvements. Um, the Pacers didn't make any real improvements. I don't actually think Stevenson to McDermott is actually an improvement. Uh, and you know, the Pistons aren't doing anything. Like, I don't know. Celtics mm-hmm. look like they're gonna stand pat. Yeah, I think so. It's like now, now it's like, okay, will there be like any secret moves or are all these small moves like, is there a master plan True. <laughs> behind any of them? I don't actually think so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird to me that like these guys went first. These are guys to, that it strikes me like you could just wait, bide your time a little bit mm-hmm. and then get them for much less. But maybe I'm giving Dougie far less credit than he deserves. No, he's going to kill the Raptors for sure. Um, well, just the Raptors. That's the only team he works against. Oh man. I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit more afraid actually. The Raptors play the Pacers now <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, which of these reunions is your favorite? Uh, Ursan to the Bucks. Um, <laughs> DeAndre to the Mavericks. 
for real this time. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, the Spurs re-signing Marco Bellinelli. That one, that one might yeah. be my favorite. Uh, and also Derek Rose uh, hooks up with Tibbs once again for no good no. reason. Yeah, yeah Derek like Rose is that- trash. I won't even like speak on that. Uh, for me, I think it's definitely DeAndre because one, that, uh, deal isn't actually signed yet. Once again, it's a verbal deal, which True. is what he walked out of before. So I don't think he would like go back to the Clippers, but like, what if he scores them again? How cool and dramatic would that be? <laughs> I was actually thinking the other way. Like the Mavericks oh, convinced him to like decline like his player option and then they're like, nah, actually, mm, we're going to renege. And we'll see how you like it. <laughs> like revenge? Yeah, that'd Lord, be super that's sassy. like Game of Thrones-style revenge. Because <laughs> it doesn't quite entirely make sense, like, why they want him again. Like, Yeah. To me, it struck me as, like, they're, they've just been pining after him so for this, all these years. <laughs> that's just weird. Like, DeAndre's not really that guy. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. But I don't know. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like he's... He's got he's got some more. I don't know. Like for me, it's like is that gonna get uh, like really is is are the Mavericks the best team for, to to bring that out in you? I don't think so, <laughs> unless he wants to use it to make a lateral move to the Rockets. <laughs> True. <laughs> Once he's in Texas, um, it's but yeah, I don't know. I think he was just like I don't want to stay on this team anymore. I stayed here the last time you guys like barricaded me. In my house, it was supposed to be like this team forever, and then everybody left. Yo, literally, like within two years, yeah. everyone just did. Exactly. And he's like yeah. the last man standing. He's like, look rude. at these weirdos they play with now. Like, I don't, I can't stay here. Yeah, the Clippers are so strange. Like, even yeah. Doc, Doc got pushed to the side. His son got traded. Like, the Clippers have, we, we don't have any away. material. Like, it's a mess. Like, Boban <laughs> is like their franchise player right now, currently. But Boban is like living his best life in LA. That's a player who's like mm-hmm. he went somewhere and it's just like total one eighty. He loves it. Yeah. His personality's coming him. out. Yeah. He loves the sun now. He's just getting so much more vitamin D. Thriving. True. True. <laughs> um okay. Next question comes from George Babyface Nelson. Um, which of these players are the most likely to make the fifteen man roster? Alfonso McKinney, Malcolm Miller, or Raleigh Alkins? Oh man! <laughs> Is this a matter? trick question? <laughs> uh, can, can I say ni- not none of them? Yeah, maybe. I want to say Raleigh just because he sounds nice. <laughs> Raleigh Alkins. Yeah, I mean that's. It just we sounds like seen, an old timey name, you know. Yeah, it really does. We haven't seen the most of Raleigh. Old Raleigh. Raleigh. It sounds like a dog. It does. Like a pet. Maybe it is. No, that's rude. But that's no. kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Um, but it's, I mean, maybe it was a trick question. Okay, next question. True, true. Um, yeah, he's not even on the list of most famous uh, Raleigh's. Um, <laughs> I'm looking about on Wikipedia. It's like politician Who's from the Dominica. Number one Raleigh? Um, oh. Cecil Raleigh um, died in 1938, a, po- a politician from Dominica. Uh, Francis Raleigh, um, 1660 to 1727, a colonist in Philadelphia. That's it. Just, just a colonist. So Raleigh's um, got some room to go up in the Raleigh ranks. Yeah. I mean, I think he's like the most famous alive one currently, cause I think this name died out. But, um, anyway, yeah, sure. Let's go with Raleigh. <laughs> sure. Why not? We haven't seen much of him. He looks quite athletic. Uh, we'll see what happens in the summer league. I don't know. I mean, like, they, they could wait. Like, I will kind of cut down on their, actually, t- their tax bill if they actually, um, waited until later in the season to grab somebody. But I think they'll probably try to use their, um, two-way contracts, just like they did last year. Maybe they signed Chris Boucher, who just got, uh, released by the Warriors and is Canadian, and he, you know, is also kind of promising. He had a couple nice years with, uh, the Ducks. But, I don't know, man. Who cares? Unless it's Fred Van Bleet for the 15th man spot, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's the only one I care about. Next one from David. What are the chances of the Raptors adding a piece using the Damari Carroll and Corey Joseph trade exceptions that are soon to expire? Mm. Mm. Big questions. Yeah. 
huge. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I haven't even thought about that, so I'm just kind of blanking. I feel like if they take a salary, like, they need to find another deal to get rid of another salary. Because I don't think they're trying to, like, yeah. uh, add salaries right now. But, I mean, like, that $12 million trade exception from Damari's deal is pretty useful. Like, you know, if the Nuggets are trying to, take like, get rid of Fareed, maybe you take on Fareed plus a pick and then and somehow you move search to a third team. I don't know. But I think it would they would need to shed more money in that deal. Uh, and what since did, you, you can't combine did, it, it has to be two separate deals. What did Bebe give us? <laughs> what did Bebe give us? Yeah, for his sacrifice of probably not coming back. I feel bad. I feel bad for Bebe. I feel really bad. Yeah, I feel like we maybe, I don't know if you talked about that already on another no. podcast, but I like, I don't know if I just wasn't thinking about it straight, but when I was thinking like, okay, yeah, all these guys got offers, maybe didn't get off, I'm like, wait, that means he's just he's not a raptor any longer. Yeah, it's, it's he's just out there floating in the ether with Bruno. Was he was he brought here to be Bruno's friend? <laughs> Maybe. Because oh, like yeah. he had basketball talent too, like pretty much. I, I think probably more than Bruno did, but yeah, absolutely, he did. He did. I don't know. I'm a bit like, who's gonna take? Like, who's gonna scoop him up? Somebody has got to. He's, Maybe he'll go to Europe. I don't know. He's talented. He is talented, but I was trying to think of a team uh, he'll fit with. Brooklyn. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, what else is Brooklyn doing? That's yeah. They don't have Mozgov anymore. They waived Dwight Howard. Um, you know they have Jared Allen. Cool. Get Bebe. Two yeah. two big scrawny seven footers with big hair. Yeah. What's wrong with he'll, that? He'll fit right in. Plus he's had good games against Brooklyn. I feel like. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he and Jared Allen will become good friends. Okay, one can hope. One can only hope. <laughs> All right, uh, next one from Mirko. Um, what would push Masai to trade one of DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry during the season? So I guess oh, not boy. during the summer, but during the season. Like, what has to go wrong or right, oh. basically? I don't know. Ooh, like before, oh, like in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, I think, would have to go wrong. Yeah, Masai's not really an in, in-season trader. No. I mean, he, he has done, actually, he has done some toward the end, but, like, I think, I mean, he's a long-game guy, mm-hmm. and unless there's anyone, like, some really exciting, like, contract that comes up that it's, like, a steal, or there's no way that, like, we could wait, wait that out for, like, free agency or something, maybe, but even then, it just seems like such a long shot. Yeah. And just like careless, it's not really his style, you know. Like he doesn't really play fast and loose, so. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if like uh, somehow the team takes a huge step back, which I don't quite see happening, um, but I mean, I don't know if there's like a one of them suffers a big injury and it's like, all right, this is not going to happen this year, then maybe yeah, you move the other guy. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I don't really see like if. There's a lot of development from one of the younger pieces, and um, they push them out because, like, I think that will be actually good because the Raptors have always lacked that third piece. Um, mm-hmm. And if someone does become it, then they're going to try to make another run, oddly enough. But, yeah, I, I think it's – yeah. No, I, I don't think they're going to trade them in the summer. If they do trade them, it's going to be, like, during, uh, during the offseason because – you, yeah. you just don't trade a big piece of your team like that in the middle of the year unless something crazy happens, uh, and something crazy has not happened yet. So, um, okay, more questions. More questions. Uh, Mike asks. Okay, hold on. Why are we not going hard at DDR plus filler plus picks for Kawhi? Doesn't PG show you that you never know what's going to happen re-resigning? And that's as good as a deal as the Spurs are going to get from anyone else. I feel like there's a bit of anger in his question, so I, I kind of... <laughs> well, you read it. You really read it in that way. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just, yeah. 
Why are we not going it's for Kawhi? It's a bit of a dramatic question. Uh, why we aren't is because, like, we are not a team that would. I don't know. And I don't think, like, I, I'm not, like, undercutting anybody. Mm-hmm. Just, like, what could we... I don't think Hawaii wants to come here. And then what could we offer? Like, Hawaii's not just going to go. Like, if we trade everybody, if we got to trade everybody away to get him, I don't really think that's worthwhile. What he's a great mean? player, but he's like, I don't know. Like, he's been injured a lot. Like, you, he seems, it seems like you couldn't just have, like, who would you have to trade, like, to give them to get him? Damar. Yeah, exactly. Plus so, picks. Plus, plus filler. Picks. Plus, like, dignity and stuff. Like, I don't know. Uh, why aren't we? I just don't think we're, like, the Raptors are a team that uh, are equipped to do that. Uh, yeah, I also don't think that the Spurs really want DeMar like that. I feel like if the Spurs make a trade, they're no. going to try to rebuild. And you know, I could have seen Kyle going to the Spurs before he, like, before he re-signed with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think, like... I could have seen it more then. I could still see it, but I can't see it now for Kawhi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope there are more questions like that. I don't. I just that one just seemed kind of angry, but I think like some people, I don't know. Maybe I'm I just want reading more riled up questions. <laughs> uh, no, the, the last two are not that riled up. I don't know. I mean, like the Kawhi thing. I, I also just don't think like throwing all those assets in for one year play is going to actually um, sort of convince them. Like, I think the Paul George situation is unique to Paul George. Um, it seemed very much like Westbrook kind of bullied Paul George into staying. Um, mm-hmm. I could, like, it just really seemed like Westbrook was like, all right, this is how things go in Oklahoma City, and <laughs> we're going to win something here, and I'm going to get triple doubles, and we don't <laughs> win <laughs> past the first I mean- round. And, you know, like, Paul George didn't change that at all, but Paul George is like, you know what, I don't want to, like, I don't want that smoke from Russ, like, I don't want Russ to do that petty thing with what he, what he did with KD, like, you know, he probably didn't want to deal with that, so he was like, you know what, it's probably less stressful if I just stayed in OKC, and I don't think the Raptors have anyone like Russ, remotely like Russ, to sort of convince Kawhi to stay. Plus, I don't think anyone influences Kawhi, he seems very no. much. he's like the most pragmatic kind of player I think there is out there, like, he's just like above all of the pettiness mm-hmm. not influenced by it I will say just about the Paul George thing I also think like it's a like the deal is fine like he's he's getting paid I don't know why the only reason people are like he's got to go to the Lakers is if LeBron goes there what if he goes there and LeBron doesn't and he's on like a 20 win team by himself true that would suck <laughs> that would suck because he's um, not very good as a leading man no then he's with like Lonzo I don't know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seems terrible. He's like a babysitter. Seems terrible. That's true. So, I don't know. I think, like, maybe Russ got to him, but I also think he just, like, weighed his options a bit. It's like, I'm going to do the guarantee for myself, for yeah. my career. And also, like, Paul George never did anything as dramatic as what Kawhi did, which was, like, um, you know, uh, extend his injury to basically the whole entire year and sort of tarnish his reputation. Like, Paul George was in a situation in Indiana. Like, nobody thinks of Indiana like they think about the Spurs. Like, if you want to leave the Spurs, something's wrong with you. Whereas if you want to leave Indiana, it's like, that's actually very logical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, when he left Indiana, it was pretty clear that he wasn't going anywhere. Whereas, like, the Spurs were literally in the Western Conference Finals, and they were up on the Warriors before Kawhi got hurt. And so, you know, from that perspective, like, Kawhi had to really, really make a push to to get out and to the point where it is right now. Whereas all Paul George said was, hey, I'm going to leave in free agency, and I want to go to the Lakers. You should trade me now. And it actually kind of really worked out for Indiana. Like, the fact that he told them that and sort of forced their hand actually allowed them to get two nice pieces back instead of just letting him walk for nothing. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, Kawhi seems way more motivated to leave, so I probably wouldn't try to get in the way of that. Yeah. Exactly. Would the Raptors be the best team in the the East though if we had Kawhi instead of Demar? No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, like like maybe um, a performing Kawhi, but like, True. no, I don't think so. Is he even healthy? Is he even healthy? And then there's just so much like on chemistry, you know, like with the Raptors, like it's always like True. chemistry. True. Not that I think like. Kawhi's not, like, a spark plug who would, like, come in and, like, you know. What if he's secretly, like, a dick? Like, he's just, like... Maybe. Yeah. I just He's got such kind eyes. Like, I can't see it. That's true. <laughs> uh, next one from Asad. 
who are the Raptors starting backcourt in March? Like next March? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just trying to make like get us to make a prediction about the oh. roster. Uh, Kawhi? No. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, Fred? Ooh, okay. Fred. And? Um, I think everything else stays kind of the same. <laughs> okay. All right. Fred and, so then Fred and Damar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Damn. I hope we get that eighth seed that we were trying to get. Them. <laughs> That's that's an eighth seed, man. Uh, I feel like that question was a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a curse. In March. Um, how many wins do you think uh, if we just handed the whole team to the to the bench mob? How, how many wins do you think that team goes? Because I feel like that's like, like I don't know. I could play a five hundred team. Yeah, it, if their momentum's up. Yeah. Yeah, if their momentum's up, maybe. True. Or. Uh, they get really tired and then they just fall off. <laughs> they sure. still aren't like I'm still not convinced. I love them so much, but I'm still not convinced of their stamina. You know? Yeah, that's so true. Maybe it's one thing to be a high energy for like 20 minutes. It's another thing to do that for the yeah. whole game. Unless you Siakam, Siakam could probably play like five games in a row, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, and then last one uh, from Ahmed. Thoughts on the Tavares signing? Wow. Um, I honestly, I, I wasn't really expecting Eddie Tavares um, to be such a big deal, um, but you know, that's ho- hockey. Is it, we're talking about hockey? Yeah. Are you a hockey no. person? No. Oh, <laughs> I know it's a big deal because I've seen the reaction to it. Um, I think it's nice. He's from here. Now he comes to play here. That's he has all. a really dickish face. Does he? I haven't even seen his face. Yeah. I don't know what he looks like. You should look, okay, look up his face and then. Uh, please confirm to me that he has a dickish face because I don't want to just okay. say that. I'll, you know, no, 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 no. Um, Absolutely. I, I think the Raptors are, you know, not necessarily um, the number one show. I don't think they've ever been that in Toronto, except for maybe when Vince was here. Although even then, I think probably uh, Matt Sundin leading the team to the playoffs is probably a pretty big story. Um, but yeah, I mean. N- They've had a nice little run here, and since there's nothing quite sexy to sell the fan base on next year, like they're not going to occupy the same space in the media space and sort of in the casual fans. But um, I don't know. The Raptors have never really occupied that space in the first place. I don't think it's going to really affect anything. Like the Raptors are still going to have like 20 something games on TSN two and another you know 20 on Sportsnet one. Like it, it is what it is, man. But um, yeah, I think most of the talking points for most of the year is going to be about Tavares because, yo, if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup and they're kind of expected to win the Stanley Cup now, like, if if that happens, then that's going to be all that you ever hear about. But if that happens and then all the MLSE money mm. goes over to the Leafs, I'm mm. going to hate this guy with his dickish, dickish face Does even he have- more. <laughs> I haven't looked yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm picturing him now because now I'm like, you're taking the money away. From the Raptors, uh, but hopefully they got their budgets right and it's fine, and they won't uh, they won't interfere with one another. True. Um. Okay. Well, I guess it does it for the podcast. Thank you to Katie. <laughs> Katie, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, where can On people? This sweltering day. <laughs> it's so hot in this. Um, it's my office too because I couldn't turn on the fan so it's just oh true super hot just sweating I yeah I'm just (laughs) drinking water profusely um but um where can people find you Uh, on Twitter and uh you know other longer Mm -hmm. published works yeah I'd say like well Twitter is always for anyone who's writing best place to see what's up but the most regular thing as you mentioned earlier is uh NBA summer vacation watch so that's the regular column every week on by sports look for it Look for it. Big plug. Look for it. Look for it. I'm a sponge. What is it? Sponge for newness. Uh, and I'm a sponge for summer vacations of NBA players. Okay. What's been your favorite one so far? <laughs> this season has been kind of dry. Um, really? But yeah, it's been, I mean, there's still, there's some good ones. I mean, I'll give you a sneak peek for this week's uh, 
summer vacation watch is our man Clay back in China, as we mentioned. Yeah. And it looks like he got stuck in a soccer net. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's... But he's smiling the whole time, so he's having fun. God damn. That is really peak Clay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That's a lesson. You know, live like Clay. Yeah. Live like, we'll live like summer Clay in China. <laughs> I mean, even like winter Clay is, is, is not bad. And then he reverts to like ball of clay. Do not live like Giannis though. Um, Giannis with his eat American food tour is just really sad because most American food is really sad, especially if you come from, you know, Europe. Like you're probably tasting a lot better food than corn dogs. But he was so excited about it, and he was getting a pedicure when he had his first corn dog, which I think is super chill. True, that is true. That's anyway, a mood. That's a weird mood, but that's a mood. It's a huge mood, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, summer vacation watch all summer long. The reason that you wait through the regular season, for me anyway. True. Okay. All right. Well, um, thanks to everyone for listening. If any other major deals happen, uh, we'll probably do a reaction podcast, either me or Blake. Uh, and yeah, otherwise we'll be back next Monday. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.